it's UKW Super Showdown, where every match is a championship match. I think that's what Dylan Chase said, resplendent in a lovely pink suit. I think that's what he said. Every match is a championship match. We've got Brayton um, and Shelby, the dream team of UKW commentary. And um, the first match is Tommy Dillon versus Ian Creed. Hang on. What belt's that for, then? The Creed Heavyweight Championship? The Dillon Diamond Belt? Oh. Right, anyway, um, there's a big crowd here tonight, and that's really good. There's, um, it's quite a good match, this. It's fun. First of all, you get a Pushing Limits advert. All right, well, you can see that on uh, Streamium, can't you? Uh, if you want to wait and you've got the time to see it when it comes up in the schedule you won't be able to save it unless you're paying some money anyway early on we've got um Ian Creed making a headlock work you have to put work into it to actually make it mean anything and he does then we've got Brett and Shelby talking about Duncan I've not seen him of you we both sat down with him last week all right leave it there's a match going on we can talk about that later on and I'm sure that will happen in fact it will because Jester J. Rowe Lewis, Big Duncan's friend, is going to be talking to Dylan later and he's going to be saying that he's not going to be at the next match because Duncan's um, not signed the contract with Dylan and, um, and Rex Savage to face Jester J. Rowe Lewis and, um, and Big Duncan, his mate, he's not signed it. So J. Rowe won't be at the event. Anyway, look, I'm talking about that and there's a match going on. Dear me. Now, anyway, back in the ring, we've got Dylan being spooked by Creed bailing and Creed going under the ring to pop out at the side to surprise him. That's like, woo! Yeah, not like that. It's a bit different. Dylan then hammers him, works on the leg and then does something very good. He actually works on Ian Creed's ear-digging finger. You know what I mean. He likes to get the finger in the ear, but he can't do if that finger's injured, can he? He then hits a delayed sidewalk slam. Very nice. There's a blue thunder bomb. There's an ear dig. Yeah, and the crowd have been cheering for Ian Creed throughout. He's becoming an unlikely hero. And after he's dug in Tommy Dillon's ear, what's the chant? Eat it, eat it. And he obliges and savours it. The end comes, of course, with the fantastic Ian Creed knee, which Tommy Dillon sells so well, he flies across the ring. Well done, Tommy. Here come the Brotherhood to spoil it, because, of course, Ian Creed has um, has challenged their, their boss, Damian Black, who told me he's not the head of the firing squad. They're not in the firing squad. The firing squad doesn't exist. He didn't actually say that, but so confusing. I don't quite know what's going on. But um, according to Brett, they stamp on on his hand. And according to Brett, that's the hand he uses for his matches. Well, does he leave the other one in the dressing room or something? I've not noticed, but maybe he does. Anyway, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's Uther. It's... um, it's dated flaming Damon Crow. It's the Flying Squad. The Flying Squad. They're here to mess up the matches. Yes, they're here. Yes, they're here. But I really wish they'd stay in the dressing room. 
Now then, here comes poor Hubris. This is a long segment. He's gloating. He won't fight tonight. He's going to leave. Apparently, he. he uh, Brett tells us later there's an open, open challenge to his title, the heavyweight title. I don't know. Out comes Case and Riley. Blimey, he's pushy, isn't he? He's staking his claim, and um, he's beaten him before, of course, on his birthday, I think, if I remember rightly. And um, so there's a long argument. It's back and forth. I can't hear most of it, and, and that's a problem. They will fight later on. But most of it was indistinct. So I'm not quite sure what was said. But we know they'll fight later on. Right, here come the Brotherhood again. I've seen them once. I've seen them once. And I don't really need to see them again. They're facing the Yorkshire Tears. As I call them. It's for the Super Tag League. For the belt. For the... No, hang on a minute. Isn't every match supposed to be a championship match? Well, I suppose this is for the championship, eventually. Isn't it? Isn't it for a belt or is it for a... For a cup, perhaps, with the Super Tag League. So eventually, it's going to lead to some kind of championship, but then you could say that for any match, couldn't you? You could say, well, these two are, are making their debuts, but if they win this and then they they win 25 other matches, they might get a chance at the title. Yeah. Anyway, it is quite good, but the ending's a bit odd. There's a very, they're very nice Captain Dan Adams. Arr! Elbow drops. Why are they good? Because they are, yes. There's an Uther leg sweep. A leg sweep, that's right. I think he goes for a, a pin after that, doesn't he? Anyway, low spine buster from uh, the auctionman. Let's quite get it. But there's... um. He and Uther then tumble to the outside and start fighting. Dan Adams was waiting to come down because they were set, they'd set up a move and Uther spoils it. So Adams is up top. He's got all the time to jump off. He does, not seeing that Damon Crowe's raised his foot. His head goes to the foot, and there's the pin. It's a bit weird, to be honest, because, you know, Captain Dan Adams could have jumped off onto onto Damon Crowe. He was lying there. Why would you just jump off into... I don't understand. Anyway, here comes Cayman Carlisle. Now, there's a wonderful moment here. And then it gets a little bit long. Cayman's out. There are He's super over, to use a phrase that is often used, and I don't use it very often, but he is super over. There are a chance for him. He even sits down to allow those chances. He's clearly delighted, as he says, feeds his ego, and that's great. Out comes Stee. The crowd are talking among themselves. He seems to get a little cheesed off that they're not listening to him. Well, they like Cayman, they're not massively keen on you, and you've got to make them listen to you, mate. That's the thing. Anyway, next up is Shauna Reed, who's on video link. They all listen to her, her it seems. And um, she asks, I think, apparently she 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 rags on um, Cerebral Stee. I didn't hear that because it's a bit indistinct. I did hear her say that Cayman giving up. I don't think he should because the fans love him. And then they will fight next week. Not Shauna Reed. She's miles and miles away. But um, Stee and Cayman, that's Cerebral and Carlisle, will um, will fight next week. There's a handshake. As they shake hands, Stee pulls Cayman in for an elbow and they tussle. And it's Cayman who comes off on top. I think he backdrops him onto the apron in the end. But then he's straight out again. 
Perhaps you should have thought about this. Straight out again, fighting with JPR as the collective versus Joe and Johan. That will be Sedgwick and Hunt. It's for the Super Tag League. So this is not a championship match either, is it? Okay, anyway, you've got Carlisle through the ropes, flatliner. That is beautiful. And immediately, air Seychelles from JPR. The match has been about, what, two or three minutes long. JPR ain't been in it yet. Yeah. Now, there's a lovely move off the top, which from Johan and Joe, or Joe and Johan, Brett calls it a sort of super magic killer. And I think that's a really good description. It's really close. Johan's single arm DDT is lovely. Joe says which delayed vertical suplex is lovely too. Suddenly, Johan and Rosa are arguing. Leone, she's on the outside, of course, protecting everybody. He tells her to go. Joe walks into a drop kick. Then there's a JPR double DDT. And a front and rear Shearer kicks for both of Joe and Johan. Then a big splash for a two count. Immediately, an assisted collective neckbreaker for the pin. Persian Empire not doing well in this Super Tag League. Super Tag League. And uh, it was a good match. Really well done. And I like this next match as well, which was Jonathan Sedgwick, who is the owner of the company. I've collateralised your shares, my liege, versus Sebastian Mercer. And it's for the Genesis title. I'm not quite sure that Jonathan Sedgwick is the number one contender. He's the owner of the company, you fool. Oh, yeah. So he is then, isn't he? And actually, this is really good until the end. Now, let's just listen to this. Great atomic drop from Sedgwick. Great clothesline. Mercer bails early on. Comes back with a discus clothesline of his own, does Sebastian Mercer. Then a lovely Samoan drop for a long two count. Superplex from Jonathan Sedgwick is beautifully done. That, that leg drop, which is just done so well, as Brett Hadley tells us. Then he goes for the... For the um, the super kick spends a long time winding up. Mercer's got it scouted, going for a move. In comes Case and Riley. Mate, have you not done enough already? You've already claimed the top spot in the in the evening for yourself. You will be in the main event. I know you want Sebastian Mercer, but do you know that's the boss in the ring there? Clearly, it's a DQ. CEO thought he was about to win. He wasn't. A- he wasn't up top when this happened. He had been put down by Mercer onto the mat. But he's shoving. He's shoving Mercer. And, and quite rightly so. But what he could say is, you're fired. He could do a, a Vince McMahon, you're fired. You're fired. Or something of that nature. He doesn't. They just shove themselves each other a bit. Out comes Leone Rose and Red Brocco. Red for showdown. Rose for Ignite. This is really good, actually. And Rose is the one who takes control of this. Which just shows you, doesn't it? She's She really is enjoying her new role. What she says is that they will fight on Ignite. Brocco, delighted with that. It's He's not going to deal with it, has he? Might as well. That's a good main event for Ignite, isn't it? I'm sure it will be the Ignite. That's great. The Ignite main event. Great. Next... Tag Team Championships, hurrah! A championship at stake, plus the Round the Clock Championship, hurrah! Because it's Sheiky Castle, oh dear, Sheiky Castle, 
versus the champs NRG. Now, Momentum's got a bad back. He says he's okay for the match, but there are competing chants here. Hamza is asked by, by Sheik Muktoum to do the Hogan thing, you know, the cupping the ear thing. He, he does it, but not really very happily. Then Hamza goes in for a hug. When Muktoum does, belly to belly suplex. Very nicely done, Hamza. The high-low from NRG. That's lovely. It's a bit like the Eliminators. Remember them? Total elimination. Yeah. Now, you've got Castle in. He's the one who thinks, you know, Mo's got a bad back. I wonder what I should do. Yeah. Backbreaker. And then he cranks back on the cranks back on the back. Cranks back on the back. Bow and arrow style. Very nicely done. Then he hits his Mishinoku driver, which is a thing of beauty, Chris Castle, I have to say. And picks him up, muscles him up really in a castle rock for ha- on Hamza. Hits a rather cursory bouncy castle. I mean he doesn't give much time to the knocking it out of the park bit. Could do more about there, mate. And goes for the goes for the pin. McToom comes in to remonstrate with him. Why would you? Why? It was all very well done. It looked like you're going to win the titles there. Why did you come in? So McToom's messed it up. Mo's in. Goes for the go to sleep. Can't lift him because his back's hurt. Drops him. Castle holds on. Rolls through. Pins him. It is a dark day for UKW tag team work. When Shiki Castle can be the tag team champions. And Chris Castle can't believe it. He looks like a competition winner. Well, in, which in a way he is. But what I mean is, he looks like a, we've had a very good day walking around the studios. Very nice. Met some nice people. Thank you so much. He's like that. And where they'll go, they'll have to drop the belts quickly, won't they? You're going to have gimmick matches and fun matches for the Tag Team Championships, aren't you? Oh, God. Right, here's your main event. Now, Hubris isn't going to lose the title here. It's the first time he's defended it. But at least it is for a title. And he's facing Case and Riley, of course. It's good, actually. Hubris spends a lot of the early part of this match dominating Riley. Back kick, low drop kick... Riley comes back with his nice blue thunderbomb for a two count. But then Hubris hits a similar kind of blue thunderbomb with a leg capture. It's beautiful. It's just cranking up a bit when Mercer is out. Riley's distracted, but what they don't do is distraction, roll up for the pin. No, he's distracted, but he's got enough peace of mind because he's put Hubris down to the mat to go and do some work with him. So he, he stomps him. Takes his shirt off. Not seen him do that before. Gets up to the top row. Mercer distracts the ref. Hubris has got the presence of mind to get up. Hits the risk runner for the pin. Draping, of course. And he's still your champ. Now, that was a really good episode of Showdown. But it wasn't super. And the reason why it wasn't super is because the bar's already really high. So I can't call it super because all editions of an episodes of Showdown have been recently. And the thing about every match is a championship match, well, they weren't. But there were some really good matches here. And it really held the, the attention. And there was a surprise too. Unfortunately, it was Sheiky Castle winning the tag team championship. You can't have everything, can you? 
UKW continues to delight. And once you've started, you need to keep innovating. And that is what they did tonight. Ta-ta.